Welcome to the Cult Podcast. I'm Anthony, here with my good friend Brittany. We are now on episode four of the Cult Podcast. We thank you guys for listening. Um, so what I was thinking about was when we grew up, remember we it was preached that we couldn't have Christmas trees. I was too young, or I don't remember that, but I heard about that. And there were certain people in church that I remember being told to respect around Christmas, that they just don't celebrate it. Certain people that wouldn't accept gifts, because I wanted to give gifts to these mm-hmm. two older people in, yep. in the congregation. And I remember hearing about how it used to be preached against, and certain congregations still refused to have Christmas trees. I remember vividly not having... Uh, well, I'm going to give you my side of the story. Yeah. Right. That, yeah, again, clearly again, it's not mine. What, what, what we experienced in church was the same. And then kind of what we experienced at home is different. Varied. Yeah. Um, again, the difference between being the royals and being <laughs> the peasants right there. There's yeah. the circles are a little different and like what is OK and what is not OK and what right. we can get away with. It. Right. So right. I, I rem- hear you. I remember growing up. No Christmas trees. We didn't have Christmas trees in my and look, my, wow. my especially my mom. She really wanted to follow the rules, right? Yeah. Um, wow. She was very concerned with eternal life and eternal death, and yeah, she convinced. wants to make sure that she yeah. and based on the preaching, she's responsible for her children and her family. And if she doesn't, their blood is on her hands. Yep. Okay, that's, that's terrifying, right? Yep. So, if you look at it like that, then not having a Christmas tree is not a big deal. So. Mm-hmm. I remember we didn't have a Christmas tree. I don't in our house in in our house until I was probably a, a young teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, we had my grandparents would have a Christmas tree and we'd go over to their house, but we never had a Christmas tree. Mm. I do remember though that I don't remember if it was your mom or my or someone else, but my mom found out that people who were important people in church mm-hmm. would have a little Christmas tree. Mm. And then she was like, but I thought we couldn't have Christmas trees. Wow. And then I they're like, well, and this goes again to what we talked about in episode three, right? Yeah. All the contradictions, which For talking sure. about made me realize how many more contradictions there were than I realized at the moment. Yeah. But it was preached. Chris, we shouldn't have Christmas trees. Right. But then people would have like people could have Christmas trees they're like yeah but it's just you know it's it's a small one like mm-hmm. you know we don't really tell anybody mm-hmm. that's confusing right especially for people who are black and white right like exactly you just said I couldn't but then it you're just saying goes to show you that if they really didn't believe it was something regarding sin they had no business talking about it from the pulpit because they don't realize the weight of their words bringing yeah. up something from the pulpit has on people that are also hearing you say this can affect your eternal reward or damnation exactly they shouldn't mix the two, I don't know what you would call them, pools of thoughts. I don't know, teaching, well, pools of teachings on the pulpit. Like, you want to talk about things that are that would behoove you to speak biblically? Mm-hmm. Talk about it in Sunday school or bring up workshops or something. But don't pull it all together into one sermon. I Wrapped up in the same sermon that's going to tell you, you know, if you're not excellent, you're going to go to, you're going to end up go- winding down and going to hell. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't even point. say teach it, put it in a workshop or put it in a Sunday school because... This is the problem that we encountered in the last episode and that I think really messed us up as far as seeing seeing things clearly is that a lot of things that were preached, there was it's very confusing as there are things that are sin and then there are things that are wrong. That's not what the Bible's about and what Christianity's exactly. about, right? That's what no, Jesus is about. Jesus died to save you from your sins, right. not from things that may be wrong. Because maybe wrong is so But subjective. that's what I'm saying. Those maybe wrong. I don't agree with any of the things yeah. that they taught. I'm just saying from their from their stance or their perspective, it's so unproductive of them to mix the things that they would say are mm-hmm. maybe that are bad and maybe not good for you or could eventually lead to a downfall, but aren't sin up bundled up in the same yeah. sermons about because it's super confusing. It? And then exactly the people who can't differentiate or didn't grow up under this political mindset because at least I, being brought up under this, I get I can read between their lines, mm-hmm. you know. I can I, I can pick up on their nuances. No, I, I understand the reasoning. Like I understand the reasoning because again, I I lived with your grandfather and who was yeah. You were close yeah. enough to understand and pick and, up and on I, it. And I knew I knew the reasoning right. of saying those things. Like it's because we don't want to allow people to go down a certain road, right? Which just comes down to control. Exactly. But then what makes it even more confusing was that as the years goes on, exceptions become to be 
are, are made. And it's never addressed. It's not addressed, but it's kind of, it, this is where it gets confusing because it's not addressed, but it's known. So like with Christmas trees, mm-hmm. it started as no Christmas trees. And then you found out that like, I, th- I think it was even your grandparents would have like a small Christmas tree in their room. They didn't like, no, they didn't. He I doesn't. I know for a fact he still does it. She, she does. Y- yeah, yeah, your grandmother. He doesn't like. He doesn't like it, but they had one. They had a little tiny one. Right. That's what, that's I guess so. That's she, what the story that was. was. later. She didn't even get that till later. Because I remember in yeah. the old house growing up, she mm-hmm. didn't have one. It was like, oh, yeah. But regardless, they were, you know, people had small little trees. Yeah. And then it just became like, okay, you could have Christmas trees. And well, then the reason I bring up the timing of that is because we had big, Chris- huge Christmas trees before she got a little one. So that's what I'm saying is like, how long did your mom like not know that people were having Christmas Because it wasn't trees? made clear. It was so long. But it wasn't made clear. It was clear within your family. Wow. But it wasn't, it wasn't that's clear. That's so sad, people. And, and you see, and here's, the, here's like the division or yeah. the, the separation, right, is we, we all have the same. We have me and you yeah. have the same understanding of certain things that happened within the, the four walls of the church building. Uh-huh, exactly. But then what happened outside within our families right. is very different. So from our perspective, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you might not have a big Christmas tree, but we didn't know about that. We're like, we were late to the game. We're like, that's okay to have now? Yeah. Because I don't remember being preached. Is this because your mom heard it, it no, no, and we were it too was, little? It was preached. I, I remember it from when I was a kid. Yeah. And then it was one of those things where it was preached and then kind of not spoken about because everyone already knew. And then as time went on, it just became like a generational thing where, like you said, your, for your parents, mm-hmm. they maybe they didn't see a problem with it. Mm-mm. But sh- the, the older generation, yeah. you know, I even talked to your grandmother before and she used to tell me like in the 50s and 60s, some congregations would preach against having pools, that having pools were sinful. And so, and that's, you know, that's very like, if you go to any, I would say those are, those are, ideologies and perspectives that are really close to like evangelical christians it's once again people just abusing their soapbox to preach their opinion nothing biblical but it's just funny like you couldn't have a christmas tree and what does it have to do with your relationship between you and god because they said it derived from you know the original pagan holidays and that it was a pagan practice during those holidays to have it was actually a christmas tree i think in germany hanging or in those european countries Mm -hmm. hanging from the ceiling it wasn't like how we have it standing, but it apparently it's like, but and then it would hold up candles too. It's like kind of like a chandelier in a way. It was weird. Something I always struggled with was not only we think about like Christmas trees, but then you think about if you look at like generational acceptance, mm-hmm. like music, mm-hmm. that was always super confusing for me. Mm. It wasn't confusing at all for me. Strict as hell. You listen to a lot of stuff that I oh, didn't I listen did, to, I, sure. but I was like, but I could, I couldn't even have it on my iPod or mm-hmm. I, if I had it on my, I couldn't play my iPod at my grandparents' house because my grandpa would grab our earphones and check on everything we'd listen to. But this was confusing to me. If you go back to like, the, again, the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. music that was considered sinful then mm-hmm. in the 90s and 2000s <laughs> yeah. like wow this is so wholesome great, like elvis yeah. elvis was scandalous in the 60s yeah. but now he's okay no, my grandfather used to preach against him even in the 90s remember which is you don't crazy remember? I, he don't, preached I don't remember that even posters and stuff of elvis gyrating his hips i do shit, remember him preaching against like posters and stuff <laughs> yeah my s- <laughs> my sister had a pink floyd poster and a an elo poster electric light or- yeah, yeah. orchestra these are 70s bands okay Behind her door, not even like out in the open in her room. And my dad told her, what is this? Who are these people? Yeah, because we can't. We don't idolize people. That's what it comes down <laughs> to. Take it. Take this people. down. No, no, and because Pink Floyd, the dude, I forget if it was Roger Waters or who it was on the on, on that specific poster, had long hair. Mm-hmm. And it was very like 70s hippies looking. Yeah. The, the art. Very itself. unkempt and unclean. Right. But the, and, the, and the artist of the poster itself was really grimy. Yeah. So that just rubbed him wrong, you know, my militant father. So he's like, look at him with his long hair. What made you think it's okay to hang up in this house? (laughs) (laughs) Which, in perspective, it's just so ridiculous. But, you know, even listening to music, I would feel – so just like we talked about – we've talked about spirits before. It was always preached that, like, music had spirits. Yeah. No, it's just it instills an emotion. It awakens an emotion. But I used to – but that preaching – yeah. For years. Like, okay, you know when you work out, you I, I like to bump. Dude, I need the most aggressive shit when I'm working I out. I like crazy stuff when I'm working out. Misogynistic <laughs> shit. Give it to me. Like, treat me like dirt. And I will cycle the fuck out of that bike. Like, that's what gets me going. Yeah. and But 
when I was as even as um, I was a kid, as an adult, yeah, there was a lot of just regular pop music. Yeah, I couldn't listen to Britney Spears in elementary school. Yeah. I know. Well, I would feel guilty for listening to Britney Spears as an adult because <sighs> that's horrible. Because you know we shouldn't listen to that type of worldly music, mm-hmm. yeah. worldly music that's gonna make you feel. Yeah, and this was <laughs> this was preached from the pulpit multiple times, even after yes. the oh, rap shit was brought up again. But no. music that's gonna make you want to move. Oh my and God. Horrible and humanistic gyrate. feelings. Oh which, no! Which I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna be honest. I blame. I blame our upbringing for. And I know my mom is listening. I don't blame you, mother. She always <laughs> like. I feel so bad. I was like, no, because I, 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 I was. You know, I, I was smart enough to, to a degree, to know what I was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as an adult, I stayed because that's what I knew. Um, and she was trying to do the best she could anyway. That's for you, okay? So you can feel better about yourself. Um, <laughs> I love you. But I feel bad. No, nah, I don't feel bad. But I feel like I, – I, one is I don't really like going out to clubs anyway, right? That's just not my, my jam. I used to think that. Okay. We're very – but we're, we're different people, right? Yeah. I'm more of an, I'm more of an introvert. Yeah. And I, I don't like – like I like small – You are? Yeah, which is surprising. I'm really good with people. You are. I'm good at pretending like I'm an extrovert. I am so good at pretending like an the extrovert. The Oscar goes to so good. James Anthony Roman but Jr. I love just being in a small group or just, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I hear you. Whatever. So, yeah. But I'm so awkward. When I, when I go out, and mm-hmm. I'll go out if, my, if I'm invited out or because my friends want to go. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not going to be the prude that's like, no, nah, I don't feel like going. Like, I'll go for you, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to go because I necessarily want to go. Yeah. Um, at first, when I first left church, I would go out just, just kind of see what it was, and yeah. I realized like eh, I don't really like this. No. Um, no, and that's not fun going on your own or going with people you're not a hundred percent comfortable with. It's not. The but same. even then, I'm it's just like the to the music aspect, uh, like I just don't. F- first, I, I just don't like even like moving in a club like dancing because yeah. we didn't dance. What well, dance was sinful? Too. No, we weren't allowed to dance. People, we so couldn't. Okay, so our we weddings, real, oh, even sorry, weddings, on. dry ass weddings, no father daughter dance, no couples dance, nada. We live zero. We live the real life footloose. Yes, I know. I tell that to people all the mm-hmm. time. All the time, I tell that to people. My life is footloose. We couldn't. I we, made, any, made and it wasn't watch. Like, it was like any type of dance. It wasn't just like none. Grinding none. We on couldn't people. even do a square dance. We couldn't do anything at school. I was so excited. I could do the cha cha slide in PE. I was so. You did excited. the cha cha slide. You little I did heathen. It. I was a heathen. No, no. But my, I think my parents knew. Yeah, my parents knew. I didn't tell my grandparents. Did not tell my grandparents. No. No, I didn't. I didn't dance at all. But it was like because I felt like listening to that type of music. One is you miss. I missed out on so many like so many great so many dances. songs we missed out. Yeah, we don't know any of those dances. They go on the dance floor and then this one song kicks on. Everybody starts doing this one dance, and here yeah. I am like, yeah, I'm just gonna stick to my two step. I'm fine. Well, it's like it's like we talked about you know not playing Pokemon, and you miss mm-hmm. out on those like little cultural events. Yes. When I talk to people about music, mm-hmm. I feel like I love music, mm-hmm. and oh, I play the trumpet. On the, you know, granted, I'm not a kinda. great trumpet player. You kind of played I, it. I fake played it, but yeah, I played it. Exactly. So I enjoy. Oh, no. I like. Beep. I know. I like. I know. But I look good doing it. Yeah. I, I like. I loved making you laugh up there. It was oh, perfect. I was, uh, I was cracking up at everybody. <laughs> but I, I love music. I just, I feel like when I have conversations with people and they make these musical references that I should yeah. get yeah. because I grew up in. With so many great, yeah. so much, so many we great musicians. We weren't allowed to do marching band, remember? I don't he remember that. Pre- he legit would preach against marching band. I promise. Don't put your kid in marching band. And they used to tell me, I don't know why, my parents told me that, no, marching band, that's a bad environment, and they do stuff. It's like, what? So they're having, they're getting laid, these people? Have you seen them? Have you seen the kids? Well, I guess the moving, band? but that seems, uh, I don't it know, was marching so band, dumb. marching, the kids are a little cooler it than was you a might dumb, think. It was a dumb excuse. No, I believe you. I know. I, I just think it's it's a stupid excuse to keep them from staying after school, involved in school more, and to avoid them from being late or missing Wednesday night services, too. Well, so it's we like one less extracurricular activity from distracting yeah. your kid from well, church. Well, playing, playing sports. Same. Yes. And that was also because of the uniform shit, that was which the, we'll cover in the modesty episode. I don't know. I have to talk a little bit about sports because... And I feel like we're end up we're going down this rabbit hole of of, thing, of restrictions, which is fine because there's no, so many. No, but that's the point. Yeah. Um, it's fine. For sports was a huge one for me, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I played a lot of sports growing up, mm-hmm. and I pretty much played everything into middle school. And then when I got to high school, 
like I played soccer for years and years and years. And I remember it got to the point where and this is like a, a little hint for listeners about modesty for men. I think we mentioned this before, too. It was preached against wearing shorts mm-hmm. uh, or anything that was above the knee. Yeah. Because so of this one scripture in the Old Testament that implied the, ma- the, the priest's nakedness was like at his thigh. Which doesn't make sense because it's we so follow dumb. the New Testament. It's like, why aren't you wearing all those robes now then if we're going to really follow that standard? But we nitpick what we want. to. F- they, they, exactly. They would nitpick and we would follow what whatever it was they had nitpicked it from the correct, Old Testament. Correct, correct. Which was like, yeah, this, the New Testament. So why are we eating pork if we're taking from those scriptures? What, what? Yeah, there's so many rules that we're, we're following. But anyway. It's so fresh. Um, it's just so fresco. So I remember the whole shorts thing didn't become an issue until like the end of middle school where mm-hmm. my mom was like, she, she wanted me to start wearing pants more because mm-hmm. I would wear shorts to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. But then I started feeling guilty about it because, you know, I had, a, I had a really strong conscience and yeah. I wanted to do what was right. So then I started yeah. wearing pants all the time. Yeah. And when I went to high school, I was like, you know, I'm going to try out for soccer. I really want to play soccer. And I remember going out for the team and then saying, you know what? It's just going to take away too much time. And I had a, and I, and I think I could have made the team. Uh, even maybe not my freshman year, but definitely the next year or whatever. And I was like, you know what? This is going to take too much time away from God. And I'm not going to be able to make services. I'm going to be tired. So I'm not going to play sports. And I, right there and there, there and then, or then and there, I made the decision to like just not play sports for school anymore. Um, And then, of course, that led to me like eventually I just did dual enrollment because I was like, well, you know, when you're not doing extracurriculars in high school, it's boring as fuck. So I'm like, (laughs) I'll just go to college now. Um, But, you know, I gave and that's like for me, that's I missed out on so many things. I think like, man, I could have played like that. Those are I, I coached. I coached in high school. Yeah. Uh, I coach high school sports and I've seen how much fun these kids have and I have fun coaching them like mm-hmm. man I missed those opportunities as a kid yeah um, but whatever so but that, you know that that reminds me and we to- we spoke about this briefly before career-wise and it got mm-hmm. me thinking you know and I, and I said this to <coughs> the other day um, what my dream dream job would have been or to like pursue at what least been? if it would if it weren't for for the cult mm-hmm. it would have been acting really yeah like what kind of acting i'm open to like even just doing theatrics like theater type you know acting it doesn't have to be movies well, we couldn't acting. do acting because like what do you have to kiss somebody that yeah no you have to have to sex you have to curse you have to get naked or you have to wear makeup jesus like every fucking character in the whole oh, yeah we're giving way too universe, much about the, we're giving anyway. too, much, too much away about modesty now because right. no makeup no no know. makeup no not even shoulders no, no shoulders nothing definitely too tight. no cleavage no sh- nothing above the knee you have to wear, make sure you're wearing stockings yeah that was for church that wasn't yeah it. That no, was i know i know but still even though my grandma was hardcore about that she wore it everywhere um but what i was saying was no i really liked ac- acting and i think my favorite kind was anything artistic in a music video i don't know why i just really loved that niche mm-hmm. um part of the acting field and um i always dreamt i'm like man i wish i could you know act and edit music videos and, and do that for a living and then you know do, do some acting here and there maybe to be in, a, in one movie you know and then do some local but shit but the preaching like never lent itself to really the artistic side because the never art, the it arts was the most militant environment you can be in yeah, but and and the art is always more progressive right yeah and artists are always on the blue there's no there's no room for that Mm-mm. um and I would say that to people who have left or who are contemplating leaving. Yeah. Sometimes you think, well, you know, I feel like I've been forced down this avenue. Yeah. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. You can still pursue it. Mm. And you realize, hey, look, I'm a little bit behind, but you can't let those doors that were closed for you before stop you going forward. Um, you know, obviously, unless you have kids and you're married, that changes your circumstance. But yeah. if you're single and you don't have kids, like, yeah. well, you know, so what? Yeah, you lost a few. We lost a few years. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me to go act? Just go fucking act. <laughs> Anybody out there, hire me. No, I'm kidding. Um, because that's how I feel career-wise. Yeah. I feel part of me is like, I'm well, you uh, missed your prime. You're probably thinking that's how I feel. Well, okay. Honestly, I feel like I'm. I'm in. I just hit my prime at thirty. 
Yeah, um, I don't think I'm not saying you missed your prime. I'm saying yeah. you probably think that because that's how I think. But I know that technically that's not true. It's more about having the time invested. So yeah. it's like, man, I invest- I could have learned all this shit, <gasps> built this yeah, foundation because, oh to then be an expert. I know I've thought of this. Everything already. I want to do, it's like I've invested. I've already invested my my time and energy into something that I don't really like. And so I now it's like, and then there's the barriers of entry to get into any other profession. Yeah. But um, I love art. I don't love design. I like this. I really like design. I really do. But I love art and I've lost it. Like I tried painting again the other day and it uh-huh. just wasn't there anymore. So graphic design was just your way to get into art. Exactly. Because I don't want to be a starving artist. And what am I going to do? You know, work at Burger King at night and then paint all day and then never go to church. That was not possible. Mm-hmm. I would have had to make art all day long, every single day. And worked like a dog yeah. to to pay for that. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does. Art, art is not sustainable in this capitalistic but environment. For those, who, but and also for those who are listening, it's important to see. I, th- I think we've already kind of, we've both verbalized the thought process we go through. So when you're in the cult yeah. or any congregation of it mm-hmm. and you're thinking, and I would even say, like I said, uh, there's a lot of, like this, okay. So we post stuff on the on the Instagram yeah, that yeah. like tic- stuff from TikTok because <laughs> my TikTok is filled with it's, awesome. it's always filled with church stuff because yeah. it's listening to our conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get a lot of stuff from like evangelical churches. So I would say even in evangelical churches, like we posted one the other day about some pastor talking yeah. about how being a firefighter yes. EMT is is like that's for drama yes. queens and yeah. like it, it was a so soap re- opera. Yeah, it's a it's soap just opera. A glorified soap opera. Uh, and. That's the reasoning that we had. So every time we thought about doing a job, in yeah. your head you think, okay, yeah. am I going to miss services? Right. First question you ask, that's am I right. going to miss services? Yeah. How is this going to impact my relationship with Do God? Do I have to sit on the job? Because that's what I'm thinking about acting. It's like, oh, oh I've got a curse and I've got to have sex and shit. Mm-hmm. Do I have to lie in this position? Do I have to lie? That's right. Which you don't know how many struggle. Like, okay, that was like the biggest thing they talked about. Of course, that's a sin. Lying is a sin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, even so, and, and it was clarified when we were kids. White yeah. lies are a Oh, yeah, any type of lie. Any lie. So that Which, really gave us accusations. Oh, like, yeah, of course, because if someone says, how how are you doing? And you yeah, say, you good, doing? but you're not yeah, doing good. Yeah, yeah. Do you want more cake? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a whole mouthful. It's yeah, ridiculous. it sounds stupid. It it's whole so mouthful. stupid. That was a good one. You, it was a pun. You didn't realize it. I, yeah, mm. you're right. But Ugh. the... um. What were you saying? Puns are not my <laughs> style. The pun um, <laughs> We were talking about how we analyzed every little thing. Oh, yeah. And like lying. What were you saying lying. about lying? Oh, yeah. So lying on the job. Yeah. So I remember I remember there was so many times when I just got asked to do something that was not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like sign, uh, for example, like let's say I got, I was supposed to get uh, observed, mm-hmm. but I didn't get observed, yeah. but they're just going to pass me and they want me to sign a piece of paper. Yeah. Like, is that a lie? Because I didn't get observed. Am I going to tell my boss, well, you didn't observe me? And so it puts you in these really uncomfortable situations where mm-hmm. in a, for a normal person, you're like, OK, whatever. This is just part of the daily routine. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. They didn't have time to do it. They know that you're doing your job mm-hmm. Just sign the freaking paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it puts you in these really uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Um, and sometimes telling a little white lie just makes things a lot easier. Oh, yeah. You know agreed. What I mean? Agreed. It saves a situation. Yeah. If anything, sometimes you can protect people like that. And it's not even I about used to work like and I would get asked this in school. I remember middle school. Somebody asked if, if you're if it's like World War Two all over again, you're hiding Jews in your house. Mm. Are you going to tell the, <laughs> the fucking Gestapo the door that they're under your, your wooden floors you're right like, well, now? I can't Are tell you, you that there's not not right. Jews in my house. <laughs> so stupid. It's the only way. These were actual yeah. dilemmas in my brain. I'm like, well, I hope I'm not in that situation. And that's, all I, that's all I could answer. I would have to answer questions and word it in a way that. It, it taught me to be an expert at playing with words. Yeah. Oh an yeah. expert. Yeah, because if I say it this way, it's, it's not a lie. Now, technically, if we were to go by the letter of the preaching – Right. Yeah. If if we were if the intention of what we were saying yes, was to deceive people, that's the goal that it was the also message. a lie anyway. But the intention is the most important part. Yeah. So and we, here we are. Got so fixated on. So technically, the we're still by the instead. according to the preaching, we're still lying because by we're attempting to deceive someone. But it's ironic because we're attempting to deceive someone for a good thing, though. Uh, oh, it's, it's so dumb. Yes, it's, it's so dumb. It's so stupid. So many so many complications. Anyway. Uh, but you know, thinking of going back to like the job thing. Anytime you thought about doing something, it was always, 
thinking about how this is going to impact me mm-hmm. and my relationship with God mm-hmm. and in the kingdom of God and mm-hmm. working for his kingdom. Right. So is this job going to take me away from home? In, in our congregation, it was, are you going to have to move away? Mm-hmm. If you go into another city, it has to be a city where there's another congregation. And even then, mm-hmm. the uh, the pastor may say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could, or even college, like we didn't go away. For, going away no, for we college was not an that option. Was hu- a huge issue for my sister. Yeah. That was hard. Going going away. To, to be such a brain and not be able to study wherever you want. Yeah. You know? And th- I regret that. Like, man, that like, it would have been a great experience to go somewhere else. That's why I always tell my students, I'm like, Go somewhere, yep. get those experiences. And it you teaches know. you to be independent, too. Exactly. Didn't te- I, I didn't learn to be independent until way later. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean. And I, I was afraid. I feel like you were in different situations. I felt like I, I learned. Once I once I hit, like, 17, seven, 16, 17, and I was going to college already and had to do my thing, I got a lot of freedom from my parents. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, your parents didn't smother you. Yeah, you were in a different situation. I mm-hmm. your parents were had a very tight tight grip. Yeah, for tight. a long time. Yeah, let's um, go over the schedule since. Oh we're yeah, talking yeah. About that tight grip. So, we talked. Uh, we're, we we want to give give you an idea of the vibe, right? The daily a day in the life of a cult <laughs> member, what it was like, right? <laughs> um, so uh, w- sh- let's start with. Let's. I think we start with a with a Sunday. All right, let's right? start with the we start Sunday. with a Sunday. Yep. For me, it was probably wake up at seven o'clock. Yep. I make my coffee. I open my Bible. I read it. I pray. Mm. I iron my clothes mm-hmm. if I hadn't already ironed it the night before. Are we going by like the latest date, like the latest age? No, right? I'm just giving like like, like I would say for the most for the most. Because you're not having coffee at ten years old, I'm sure. I wasn't, but like <laughs> by sixteen, seventeen. <laughs> I'm 17, just making sure that yeah. I'm imagining the same age. I'm thinking like self between like 16 and 25, right? Okay. Like my routine was pretty much the same. Yeah. More or less, right? Yeah. Mine changed, but yeah. But you know, we'll cover a, it. Just a generalized idea, right? Gotcha. Um, iron our clothes because there could not be a wrinkle. Nope. Right? That's so true. Couldn't, it had to be. We had to be excellent. We have to make I sure there's no wrinkles. Um, make sure everything's good to go. Make sure my there's no scuffs on my shoes because the shoes better be nice and shined. Hmm. Uh, leave about 10 minutes to eight. Get uh, 10 minutes to 8? No, we have to be there at 9, right? So I'm sorry. Uh, I'd probably wake up closer. I'd take it back. I'd not wake up at 7. I'd wake up like at 7.45, 8 o'clock, do the coffee, ironing stuff, leave around 8.50, get to Sunday school about 10 minutes early. Good morning, brother. Good morning, sister. That's how we refer to each other. Brother, sister, mm-hmm. sister Brittany. Mm-hmm. I'm brother Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sit brothers and sisters in Christ. Right, sit down in Sunday school. And if and if one wasn't saved, if a person was not you saved, did not you call, call them, them brother sister? You could not. You make did sure not call you them did brother not. sister. That's right. You just say good morning. How are you? Uh, go to Sunday school. Listen to that. Then for me, it was come downstairs, fake play my trumpet during <laughs> the thirty minutes of praise and worship. Then we would go sing in the choir. Yes. Then sit there, listen to the whole service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, lunch, huge. We'd lo- like that. You know, when it's a boring message, you would sit there be thinking and th- thinking about what, what are we going to have for lunch. Mm. Yeah. So good. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then, of course, come back for Sunday for choir practice, probably. And then Sunday night service at mm-hmm. what? Six. Was so it what, six what did o'clock? you have time to do on that Sunday afternoon? Uh, I would either go home as I got mm-hmm. older. It was like I just wanted to sleep, yeah. especially when you're working. Like yeah. you just want to sleep all the time. Yep. Um, but nothing like you watch some maybe watch some football. Like I know for the guys, it was always a big deal. Yeah. Like, well, Super Bowl Sunday. Y'all gave up your 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 football mornings, right? Uh, well, a football student starts at twelve, so you didn't miss a yeah, lot. Yeah, but we were we were still finishing the messages. Yeah, yeah. So we would miss some games, so. and then of course at night you miss the games. Like the best was when there like wouldn't be a service on Sunday night for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, which happened a few times, like mm-hmm. it was Women's Night. Or something. Yeah. So we got to watch the Super Bowl and was yeah. like winning the freaking lottery. Yeah. Um. I remember one time my dad was in the hospital and I got to watch the Super Bowl and I was so happy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, remember Beyonce doing her halftime? We were like, no, no, we couldn't watch that. We were like, it, like, it gives too much battles or something like that. Some, some Christian oh, shit like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. We didn't watch the, the not the half- halftime shows. Janet Jackson, the <laughs> lip slip. Um, man. We missed we miss those. Those were good times that we, we could have had. Would you, like, change the channel on the Beyonce shit, I remember? 
Because uh, I asked you how it was. And you were like, no, 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 we didn't want to watch that because it gives us battles. And it wasn't we. Like it was me. It was, it was, it was, it was really, me. I'm sure you called that shot. In my head, I'm like, Anth- that was Anthony's call. Because yeah, yeah. the other boys, I'm sure, did not come. No, play. no. The other guys were like, dude, whatever. And I was like, no, we need to be men of God and be excellent <laughs> and not objectify these women. Um, oh, that's so funny. And then, of course, um, you know, during the week, it's the same, it's the same jazz. It's wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. read your Bible, pray. Go to work or school. Mm-hmm. Um, you come home. You do your thing, and wait, then wait, you skip lunch. You gotta pray for your lunch. Oh, that's right. Every single meal, no matter where you every are. Every meal. Yeah. Pray. Um, I would pray for my tests too. Whenever I took a test. Yeah, me too. I'd just bow my head and pray. I'd be like, yo, I know I didn't study as hard as I could have, but work yo, your Jesus. magic. Work your magic for me, please. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. Amen. Yo, Jesus, work that magic, yo. Um. Yeah, and I realized, like, I passed those quizzes because I was smart, not because of Jesus, but whatever. Um, <laughs> like I, I, failed, a, I failed mine because <laughs> I didn't <study. laughs> I just have a good memory. Like, got <laughs> nothing to do with that shit. That was, that was on me. Um, so, uh, whatever. Pray for all the meals. Come home. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, before you go to bed, you have to read and pray again. Yep. And the reading and praying doesn't sound like a big thing, but it can become a big battle. Oh, yeah, it was. It was a huge battle for me. If I messed up on that, I was, like, giving up, basically. I'm like, fuck. I'm, I, I'm, if I mess up, if, like, that's the problem with teaching a small sin will get you to hell all the same as a big Not sin. Not even a small sin. This is a – reading your Bible and praying every day is a practice. And it's a practice that uh, that I think, if you're a practicing Christian, is a healthy one. You should read and pr- you should read and pray. Yeah. It should not be preached that if you don't read and pray, it's a sin. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So because – any sin, no matter how small, would take me to hell. I felt like, okay, so if I mess that up, that tiny little sin screwed up everything. I might as well do what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, be, it becomes this I give up every time I mess up attitude. And you mess up a lot because what if you wake up late? It puts you in a spiral. Mm-hmm. It puts you in an emotional and behavioral spiral. It's so unhealthy. Yeah. No, like you wake up late one day and I messed I, up so much. And I didn't and I didn't get to read my Bible as much. And here's here is the. Ooh. I guess we'll focus on the reading and praying part. When you read your Bible, yeah. the question you ask is, well, how much is enough? Yeah. And that was always a big battle for that me. That was, yeah. Because I could read one verse and then like, and here's where, where the preaching didn't help. And this is, this is, I think, been the theme over the past couple episodes is the contradictions in the preaching and what's said from the pulpit and the tone at which it's said versus if you were to get individual counsel and also depending on who you were getting individual counsel. Reading the Bible I think every Christian, whatever religion you practice, you should read whatever your holy book is, right? Because you should know what you believe in. Exactly. But what is if if I have to read and pray every day? How much is too much, or what is enough? I could read a single verse and be blessed by that, and be blessed. But then then you ask yourself, and here's where the wheels start turning. Well, am I only reading that? Am I getting enough because I don't want to read anymore? Yeah, I would do the same same. Or same, because same. I really got enough. Same same same. And and even if I was blessed, I'm like. He blessed me so much with this one verse. He deserves that I read more. Of course, I'm going to read more. Yeah, so spend more time. There's doing no, emotions. there's like the there's ga- no in between. There's it, no it, balance. It, it really fucks with your gauge of what is enough and not enough and what is okay. So and true. you don't really know how to balance that out. Yeah. And then even praying, right? How long is a good enough? What's a good enough prayer? Um, yes, yeah. we should start off. And there was a formula, right? It's very formulaic. And um, so we would take the Lord's Prayer, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We wouldn't re- repeat it, no. but that was used as a formula, right? We should right. thank God for what he's given us. Right. Uh, you know, Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us this day. We, we basically counting your blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, then we should ask, and then we end by Li- uh, listening. Yeah, too. we should be a moment we of should listen. We should ask for ourselves. We should pray for others. Yes. Um, pray for revival. Oh, well, that's that's let's not get there. We're going to overwhelm people. Um, <laughs> Revival is a whole other topic. Write that, write that down in the notes. Um, so thank God. Ask him for yourself. Pray for others. And then, you, yes, you should listen. Right. You should listen to what um, God has to tell you. Man, there's a lot of stuff. I didn't realize how much stuff there was to talk about in that. But, you know, so just time wise, you ask yourself, well, is a. 10 minute prayer enough is a 20 minute prayer enough is a 30 minute prayer enough right. and the first and, and the problem that I have with what was preached was it, there was often times like 
a general guideline given. They would say, you know, 15, 20 minutes is probably a good prayer. But That's you could, a long but, prayer. But you could pray more. But then the problem is, like, you're putting a time cap on – that's like, that's like every time I have a conversation with, with yeah. you and saying, yeah. you know, every time I talk to Brittany, I'm going to have 15 to 20 minutes is a good con- – I don't time conversations. Right. <laughs> so good. That's like, who the fuck times analogy. conversations with people? That's such a good analogy. And, and every time I talk to you, I'm yeah. not thinking, well, first I'm going to say this, then I'm going to say that. Uh, right. When you have a real relationship with someone, first of all, if I have a – like a – just – if you're an acquaintance mm-hmm. – which is something else we could talk about, how we would not count people. Oh, yeah, that was another word. But anyway. We dissected. Um, so <laughs> if, I, if, if you're a superficial mm-hmm. um, acquaintance or just a colleague, whatever, I would be very formulaic, right? Mm-hmm. How are you? How you doing? Good. Yeah. Great. And then kind of go through those check marks of like that really you're annoying. Checking in, but yeah, being just considerate, doing the Being considerate, shit. but not really caring, but whatever. If I know you, I'm gonna like, I care. what the fuck is up? I care, people. Talk to me. You no, can, when I talk you to can pe- talk to me. No, no. When I talk to some people, like don't talk to Anthony. I talk hate to me. I hate platitudes. I hate them with a passion. <laughs> you are like, an introvert. Hey, how are you? You doing great? I don't, I don't fucking care how you're doing. You don't care how I'm doing. So why are we playing this I fucking care. game? I care. Not with random people. I don't. No, no, yeah. That's well, what I'm I saying. Mean, but if I pick up somebody's down, I want to uplift them. I no. I have I'm my own problems. They have their own problems. You know what? You have they have their friends to help them. I have my Can't friends. Can we all just get along? I, Come on. No, we just don't have to all care about each other. <laughs> yes, we do. But anyway, so the world gets so better. With my friends, it's different. I'm not gonna go through a formulated conversation right, right. with you. Right, right. No, it just flows. That's it. That's yeah. how it should be. Yeah. We're not going to start at the same point. So right, right, right. by putting even a, a general guideline on it, mm-hmm. then you're like, it's very structured in your brain. Yeah. And you're supposed to, you're supposed to still see that person as your best friend. Yeah. If Jesus is you my know? best friend, I'm not going to. It's it's weird. And I'm sorry. You're supposed but to fear and revere your best friend. And let's get into the best friend thing. Okay. I, we, we go back to, I am an introvert and I love how we're circling back here unintentionally. Um, you gotta stop pointing it out. When but we I can't because I'm, so I'm so proud. I'm so proud of it. I'm oh so proud God. of it. So as an introvert, mm-hmm. I like communicating with people in doses. Yeah. But I don't. You know this, and yeah. people who know me really well know I am not good at texting, and I hate texting. Yeah. Texting gives me a lot of anxiety. When I get a lot of messages on my phone, like sorry, group, group messages. I don't worry. You're Those you're, are you're muted on my phone. <laughs> Um, I just, I, I keep it muted so that when it, I just text my phone, that I'm like, yeah, 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 that way it doesn't overwhelm me. And when that's I see smart. it, I reply. No, no, no. That's smart. That's so smart. Um, so, and it's like, it's not personal. It's just like, I just know myself no, yeah. and people who know me know I might not respond to you either at all. Like I had a friend who t- t- messaged me and I didn't, I didn't respond like for two days and then she just called me and I was like, if you know me yeah. because you know me, that's, yeah. that's just how I am. And it's like, that's how I handle things. Right. So. You're saying that Jesus, who was oh. supposed to be my best friend, like doesn't isn't going to understand my form of communication or right. maybe that I'm not going to have. Or I'm not in the mood to talk today. <gasps> How that that's blasphemy. <laughs> you can't you, you're always in the mood to talk to Jesus. You should always be in the mood to talk <laughs> to your creator. But see, I'm not in the mood. Jesus, I have a headache. And that's not tonight. And this is the problem with the cult. And with, I would say, even with Christianity in general, it's because people aren't honest about who we are as humans. As humans, I like, agree. I think 100%. If, we, if people were more honest with each other, yep. you'd be like, look. Yep. And just agree that, yeah, I don't like personalities that are too different from mine because they're hard to comprehend. Just accept that, acknowledge it, and then work on that. And then you'll start to understand other people more. Yeah, but you know I, what I mean? But you I mean, just acknowledge that it's coming from, it's not that, that there's something wrong with that person. It's just, it's just that person is different but i'm, but I'm, I'm talking about different from you i'm talking about in relationship to like praying with jesus right or or prayer in general right and i'm talking to jesus mm-hmm. if we were to be like you know what i don't always want to talk to to god right today. but that's what i'm saying like there are some people okay people like people like m- people with my same genes i'll mm-hmm. just say expect people to talk just as much as them mm-hmm. you understand yeah and they think that something is wrong with people that's, that okay i get you, you. now you're understanding yeah. what i'm saying okay yeah, so the expectation from the pulpit and is if I'm preaching, I expect that everyone is going to be thinking like me. Exactly. And then they carry that over spiritually. They're like, oh, well, this mm-hmm. person is not as fervent or expressing themselves about God the same way that I do or the same way that I understand yep. people do. So something is wrong with them. They have a spirit. Yeah, or they're not. Fer- it's just that people are fucking different. Like, and I don't mean like, oh, there are like five types of people. No, no, no. There's like an innumerable amount of personalities and combinations 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of similar. Like, obviously, there are general. I think there are general sim- uh, similarities between a lot of people, but within those, it's like a whole spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think the whole spectrum for it was. It's amazing to me that we all talk about how we're made in His image, and we acknowledge like the humanity. Well, I would even say that we didn't acknowledge. I don't think from the pulpit, humanity was acknowledged as much. I think in churches, no. in churches where no. the preaching is once saved, always saved, they acknowledge like, wow, there's the, your humanity is that, is that kind of stumbling block, right? But because for us, we talk about say, that second work of grace, which yeah, we mentioned exactly. in the last episode. You become perfect again somehow. Yeah, you, you, you get rid of that stumbling block. So then, so then your humanity is taken away, and then that gives you like no room to be human. No. But then if you mess up and you go to get counsel, they'll be like, oh, well, you're human. But that's not what you preached. And people who aren't going to you individually to get counsel, they're – how are they handling all this? And so I think with 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 that, it's like, you know, prayer is. I think they overcomplicated prayer like you pray. If I have a friendship with someone, I'm going to talk to them periodically. Yeah. It doesn't mean every day. Yeah. And maybe some people want to talk every day. Some people need, don't. All they need is to meditate for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just try that. Some people that don't want to talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or don't know how to gauge how much emotion should, should I be, re- you know, feeling in this? What should I be receiving out of this? You know, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Just sit there for 10 minutes and be quiet. Think about what you're grateful for. Think about, just focus on one thing. Now, and just spend 10 minutes not moving. Just that's your moment of solitude. I think that's the, your prayer. The listening part was also confusing. So, yeah, it's like, am I listening to the Holy Spirit or my gut? How do I oh know man. the difference between my heart and God's voice? That was Always well, you should, a you should, thing. You should know because when you when it's God's when it's yeah, the Holy Spirit, you'll know. You'll know. It's like, do I? No, the, I, I that I was a big part. I mentioned like accusations in the last episodes. Um, I remember having that exact thought. I was thinking, uh, are these thoughts coming from my own brain or are they coming from God? And then I'm like, well, and then this was the reasoning I got. I think from your grandfather was, well, if you're if you. If you're doubting whether it's from God, it's not from God. But then, like, but those are all the thoughts I'm getting. So yeah, then it's like I guess I'm God, never hearing God. So I guess God doesn't exist, right? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's. So, How did you deal with that? How did um, you deal with? I buried it deep down inside, which is like why, we did with which is why I had so much anxiety, was yeah. because I wasn't really. You didn't address shit. No, you didn't I didn't address shit. I didn't. So when, when I left, that's why I like the and we'll have episodes on on that whole process deconstruction for each of us. But um, that first year, even e- I mean, even the second year has been like an emotional deconstruction and dealing with those things. So, yeah, so I didn't deal with any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I had those explosions of anxiety yeah. was because I wasn't allowing myself to really process those thoughts or those emotions mm-hmm. uh, because I was so fe- I was so afraid of, of having uh, not having faith yeah right exactly. losing my faith so yeah that that first year I was gone was a, a process of like dealing with that and mm-hmm. even the second year and then there, there were moments where like I hit these pockets of like okay I need to deal with this um, but yeah I just dealt with that by burying it deep down inside yeah. but it's it's very confusing and like we talked about before the only way to survive, is either you bury those thoughts mm-hmm. or you have to create a gray area That's for you to, to survive. Do. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what I had to do. And only that could go so far, which leads me back to let's go over my schedule because my house was different. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, oh, let's go over my. We forgot real quick. Besides the reading and praying, then, of course, Wednesday, the whole thing, you know, the same day, read, pray, start the day. By the time you get home, you have to shower iron your clothes because we had to be dressed really well mm-hmm. shirt and tie yeah. pants the whole deal you didn't i don't think you needed a tie though it was, Not a tie, it, it was but always more casual on Wednesdays. but you always got compliments when you're wearing a tie and like you wanted and to you always got called out if yeah. you didn't shave you're though like, you did but you also like, like well look at so-and-so who dressed up for on a for a wednesday oh yeah that's true they would get ro- yeah. like a gold star I verbally wanted, i was like a golden retriever i wanted those gold stars <laughs> So anyway, you're you're uh, for no your no routine. no. I want you to also tell us about your weekend. I want to know about the one free day in the week that you had. Oh, Saturday. So the weekend was nothing crazy because again, I wasn't like involved in anything. So I wasn't going to parties. I wasn't, you know, if I was doing anything, it was hanging out with other people from church. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I was in middle school, I probably had like a soccer game to go to mm-hmm. or a baseball game or something like that. In high school, what we just made like in once a blue moon, I would go like go paintballing or something. Mm-hmm. But usually, you know, you clean up the house. Maybe I work with my dad. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty much it. Like pretty boring. There's really nothing, nothing exciting to do. And could we go to the theaters growing up? I have a bone to pick with you about the theaters, and I've told you about this one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so I used – okay, it was preached at first. It was preached not to go to the movies. Yeah. Right? And, cause, cause and then your mom taught Sunday school cl- class as well and told us. Stop blaming my mom for shit. I my swear mom, to God, your mom will vouch for me. No, no. She told she told the girls' class. Remember they separated the boys from the girls for, for yeah, like a quarter or so? I do so. remember that. Okay, so he, is this she, in the old church building or the new one? This is the new one in the upstairs room, in the classroom. So <laughs> she tells us about the theater. And t- <laughs> she had a hard time. Uh-huh. She had such a hard time. I'll bleep out her name, but she had such a hard time. Like she was giving your mom, but not remember, smack, but she was like, "But that's not true. Like that doesn't like." Your mom's like, "Well, some people have sex in the theater. It's just a big dark room with sinners." Like I could tell your mom was struggling with the weak ass argument that my grandpa. Yeah, my grandpa because had remember, as a Sunday school teacher, you have you to have teach. You have to uphold. Yeah, because because if it. if she and listen, my mom, your poor mother, my mom caught so much shit for things that like I know. she didn't do that was wrong. But like she would just speak her mind yeah. and then she would get called in the no, office no, no, and get roasted as an she's adult. Not, she's not submissive enough for uh, their taste. Exactly. Yeah. So um, she's just trying to say what was preached. But anyway, was, the theater. What shit. was preached from the pulpit yeah. was, you know, dark. It's a like you said, it's dark. Big and dark things, room. Things happen. Oh, my God. People are having people. sex in the backseat. You know who <laughs> you know who ends up having sex? The people you tell not to do that shit. That's OK, that's what ends up happening. Just so episode. you know, mom and dad, that's first, what happens. Tell little kids not to do weird shit. They're going to end up doing. First weird of shit. all, I, when I go to the movie theaters, I just want to watch the movie. OK, I that's that's <laughs> what I'm going for. But anyway, I remember in our family, we went to the movies. We didn't have a problem with it. I, you made me feel so guilty one time. <laughs> yes, I, I'm going to call you on this shit. I remember I was in the movie, and I was watching National Treasure. <laughs> I remember the movie. I was at the movie in the falls. I was watching National Treasure with my mom Cage and my dad. I have pillow watching you over there. Yes, he knows. He knows what you did. <laughs> and I remember texting you, and then you asked me where I was, and I tried to avoid the question. Where are you, Anthony? But I couldn't where lie. Where are you? Yeah, but I couldn't lie about it. Yeah, no. So yeah. I couldn't lie about <laughs> you it. couldn't lie. So oh I told God. you the movies, and, and you were you. I think you said something like, I'm so disappointed in you. Um, <laughs> I probably or did. You just made me feel so guilty. I probably said and that. And you, you, did, you didn't probably say it. You did say it. No, but you're so saying along the lines of it. I'm, and I'm saying I'm confirming. I probably you said, said exactly that. You said, you're going that. to hell, Anthony. No, I would not say that. I'll either. never try to do again. No. You did say no. you were very disappointed. Yeah, I probably like said that. So I'm so sorry. Um, but you know I was brainwashed. It's so. too late. I'll never forgive you. So <laughs> after that. Wait, wait, wait. Shout out Carlos Cotto. If you ever hear this, I'm so sorry for telling you you're going to hell in second grade for celebrating Halloween. I am so sorry. Oh, Halloween's another topic I have <laughs> written down. I can't wait. Um. So after that, there was a thing we had in the congregation or not in the congregation, but there's a thing about making promises to God. Oh, my God. And Why are you bringing that up? That's heavy. Because I have to. Because I felt so guilty that I made a promise to God that I would never go to the movie theaters again. <laughs> now, if anyone has been in the environment we're in, it was always preached that you only make or you, you shouldn't make promises to God. And if right. you do, you should you have to like you really better mean it. You better or some consequences. There will be some drastic consequences. Well, I made a bunch of promises to God because I thought it was the only way that I could keep myself from doing them, which they did. By the way, I, wait, here's a fear tactic that they used to instill that, mm-hmm. by the way, about the promises to God. Yeah. My dad preached a message. This was separate from my grandfather's already previously established stance on on what you just said. Yeah. Um, she, he preached a message about how he made a vow, right. To work on something or to stop doing something or to fix something like to be better spiritually. Yeah. And then I don't, he didn't keep his word. And then the next, he made that promise crying in front of some tree in front of his job. And the next time that he parked there after that promise wasn't kept, the tree was gone. Like they took down the tree. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't really be a scare tactic because I don't care about trees. Well, he did. He used that as a tactic like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm missing a, a crucial detail. He said, I promise before this tree, he actually did like 
involve the tree in his promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not even joking. I know this is crazy people shit. And we thought it was normal. Oh we bought God. into all this. Anyway, so my dad, <laughs> yes, this is my blood, promises before a tree to God that he will whatever the vow was. And then he didn't keep his promise. And then the next time he parked in front of that tree, it was gone. It was taken down. Oh, poor tree. But the point is like that. I know that is you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Well, I know that there was a, I forgot the story in the Bible because I haven't read my Bible like in two years. But um, there was there was a bi- there's a biblical story in the Old Testament that they used to support the whole promise thing or vow thing. Yeah. But um, I made a bunch of promises and it did. It kept me from doing things mm-hmm. at the cost of my emotional health, right. my mental health. But I made that promise and I kept that promise until. Ooh, um I think I kept that promise until like almost right before I left or wow. close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little, maybe I, maybe I stopped. I think I'm, no, I take it back around like, I think 25. I was like, I had made even, maybe even younger. I don't remember. It was in my twenties where I just made so many promises that I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> or I, I basically, Sorry, God, I made too many promises. No, I'm, no, I'm going to have to take I some just, back. I felt like I had no hope. And I yeah. remember talking to your dad about it. And your dad was like, yeah, it's okay to break him. I was like, are you serious? Like, after what? All the this man time, that said the tree fell yes, and disappeared. Yes, and he's like, shit? He's like, are you kidding? A, he's like, it's okay. <laughs> and I was like, but I, that was an option this whole time. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh my God. So I remember be, like, when we were, you know, we had the young people I group. I think everybody told you it's okay because you're such a good boy. You were just such a good boy. Yeah, but as a kid, like making that promise and also wanting to follow rules, like I know people would go and he, the loophole was the IMAX theater. Because mm, yeah. for the young people, they would go to the IMAX. Yeah, we went to that big IMAX. And for some reason, the IMAX doesn't count because it's I don't educational. Know why, because it was educational back in the but day. But you're not watching educational movies. No, at the I IMAX. know. Now we aren't. Yeah, exactly. It's because so of what it used to be. I would get invited out. And That's I, how they remembered it. Yeah. So they didn't. They never exposed themselves so to the real stupid. world to see how it's changed. You're going to have sex. You're going to have sex in IMAX. Oh, um, yeah, sure. The seats are way more comfortable. Yeah. But. I remember the young people going, and I wouldn't go, but I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not going because I made a promise because I knew how stupid it sounded. Right. Um, but I also didn't feel like I could get out of the promise. But anyway, yeah. So that's what I wouldn't do on the weekend is go to movies. Because so what did you say since you couldn't lie, though? What do you mean? What did you say as an excuse oh, I just say, to I just say, say no, I'm, I'm, uh, I would just say I can't go or I won't go, and I'll, I would do something else. I would word it in a way where it wasn't a lie. Mm. Oh, no, 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 I can't go isn't a lie because I made a promise to not go. So that, that's that's accurate. So if you'd say I can't go. And I you can't say, go. That's how th- that sounded like your parents were holding you hostage. Yeah, but I can't go. So you didn't care. And then they, what if they cared enough to ask your mom, can you let him go? And no, then he'd be didn't. like, they didn't. she'd be like, he can go. And then you'd be like, I made a promise to go. Because I was one of the older. I was one of the I did think it through. I was one of the older young people. No one questioned me. Oh, you were older. So you weren't like a teenager. Look, you I w- were, but even what? as a teenager, no one, no one, no one called me. No one questioned my shit. Like it no, but we did as girlfriends. We did. We were always like to their, to the girl's mom, you know, whatever. Let her come over. Let her go out with us. You know, things like, like, like with Sharon. Yeah. No things one like that. No one know? really did that with me. Nobody um, liked you. N- no, I just, nobody was close to you. Mm, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, know. I love you. Um, but no, I would just say I can't go, which mm-hmm. isn't a lie because my promise said I can't go, so I can't go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that took out that option on the weekends yeah. for a long time, which really sucked because I really like watching movies. Yeah. But I like whatever. watching them from home. So. so I like pressing right. rewind and pause and going to the bathroom no, I like and not missing anything. Same, so. same, same. But it would have been, it's nice to go to the movies. And I don't think so. You know, I'm whatever. over it. So what would you, what was your, what, where were we at on time, by so the way? This thing recorded the gaps and everything, so it says 57 minutes. Okay, we're like, at, we're like at 54. Right, let me wrap up my schedule. We'll see from there. All right, so my schedule. So Sunday morning, I get up at 7.30. I don't know why it's later than you. Maybe it's because you had a morning no, routine. No, I did get up I did get up later. I got up at like 7.45, 8 o'clock. Okay, I was going to say, you had we had to be there earlier because yeah. of the pastor shit. The setup. Anyway, yes, the Royals had to arrive early. Mm-hmm. And... I was still rushing all the time. <laughs> I did not take my time. My prayer in the morning was always quick, always. Um, and I didn't feel bad about that because I spent so long on my knees at night. Yeah. So long. That sounds I had kind of marks kinda on dirty, my knees. but okay. Oh, yeah, that does sound dirty. <laughs> Sorry, maybe it's just. No, that's fine. Uh, but, but remember, it was okay on, on Sundays to be a little bit shorter in your prayers. 
I, I remember, don't remember I, that. I, I remember this. Oh, I remember being told not to fast on Saturdays or thir- or Sundays. Sundays because that's the Lord's day and like that you shouldn't like you don't need that extra shit mm. on the same day. And then Saturdays because usually you're distracted with family events and family outings and stuff like that are more likely mm. to happen I'm on a Saturday. That's what my dad the, told me. I never Th- this got was one on one. This was one on one. I never got I, It's because I was fasting on Saturday. He's telling me, he was lecturing me. Yeah, no one else got that memo except for you. Because they never God said God forbid you, you would just say, no, sweetie, no, no, you don't have to do that. On a Saturday, it's not smart because blah, blah, blah. No, 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 you don't do that on a Saturday. Like told like that. Like I'm supposed to know there's this fasting rule book. Anyway. Yeah, that did. That was never made clear to me because I fasted. It was never made clear to anybody, and yet I was spoken to like I was stupid. Yeah. But anyway, that's my life. Um, Saturday, Sunday morning, uh, Sunday school. Well, actually, like you said, early, about twenty minutes at least early mm-hmm. to set up and stuff. So I had to greet everybody that was early. All the old people who had nothing better to do would be there super early. Mm-hmm. Talk to them, you know, hang out in the recording room, all that stuff. Then Sunday school. And then, well, towards the end, I was teaching the kids. So I was teaching Sunday school and then um, come downstairs. Everybody gets ready for the service, um, get ready for the choir. So praise and worship. Um, sometimes I translate towards the end. I was translating the Sunday morning um, worship portion and then choir sings and then the message. And then after the message we'd i'd have to stay sometimes behind because either cleaning or recording room or oh, that's right or um my parents counseling so if somebody was being counseled i had to be I there there would be no one there and like you would just be sitting in the views because like someone was being counseled at the yeah. altar and the or office in the back room or in the back room yeah sometimes there was serious shit and they were in the office and then you'd be there to like one o'clock no the only time we were there i've seen like one no 12, that was when we did the vigils that was when we did the vigils. No, no, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Like on a oh, Sunday morning. oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, 1 yeah. p.m.? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, forget about it. For, forget about that. you normally left at 1 um, p.m. anyway. Yeah, and then what I was... Oh, yeah, and then my mom would just talk and 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 talk. We would sit in the car and wait for her to stop talking. And then she'd always blame that, it, you know, other people were talking to her. But no, it's because she doesn't know how to stop conversations. Anyway... Um, instead of lunch, it was our dinner. So mm-hmm. we'd eat a really big meal or we'd go out somewhere and it, it's always with the family. Yeah. Like no breaks. So this is, this is the reinstillment, reinforcement of, you know, church and family, church and family, church and family, 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 There's family. There's no space. There's no room to breathe. None. Um, vacations were like that too. And weekends were like that too. But um, Sunday afternoon was the same as yours. We After we eat, maybe take a nap. I would love to take naps um, for even 15 minutes. And that got harder and harder to do as we got busier and as we'd get mm-hmm. out late and stuff like that, um, especially with the recording room. Or if I'd, if I'd go out separately, maybe to hang out with you or somebody else, you know, and then get home, it's like I only have time to change my clothes if there's choir practice. Yeah. If it wasn't choir practice, then at least I had like 20 minutes to sleep, which was awesome. So we we'd get home, shower, wrap up whatever we're doing and then nap. That's it. Yeah. And then get dressed, go to church. We had to be there early. So it's really more of a reason why I didn't really have much nap time. We'd have to be there 20 minutes early as well. So get dressed, go to church, six o'clock service. Um, we're there early. Same thing. And then um, it depended on the Sunday night. So we had worship night. We had youth night mm-hmm. we had women's men's night, night, men's night. When, yeah women's night men's night and sometimes a regular service yeah but really like we only got blown. really we only got one sunday off a month because the yeah. only the only one you didn't have to go to was the opposite gender service right so we had one off and then and that was and that was relatively started, new that was very new yeah. and then they what was really new was when they started giving mother's day father's day evenings off like oh. certain holidays were just the morning yeah i always wish we had thanksgiving off but I know we had to come in, but we couldn't complain either because we were told this is the day that you're thankful to God most for. The worst was when Christmas used to fall on a Sunday. Horrible, horrible, horrible church service on Christmas Day. Yes, people, you heard that right. We couldn't just take our time opening our gifts no. on the floor around the tree. The tree that we were allowed evil, to have. The evil pagan tree. Which <laughs> we bring it back we to Christmas. We could, but couldn't have. And then right. no one really said anything about and it. No one ends. ever addressed it, swept it under the rug. Anyway, uh, yeah, we did that. Yep. And I know all this sounds mundane, but this <sighs> was our this was our routine for years and years. And everything we it did. It wears you out. Everything we did was revolved around this routine. Yep. Right? Like, 
it was it yeah we didn't plan church or, or um anything around family events we planned family events around this and if we if somebody planned some special event on the same sunday or on that wednesday night or on a saturday where we already had like a youth event or a church picnic mm -hmm. planned we'd have to decline yeah Sorry, guys. Sorry, family. You all come second to this. Well, even vacations. Basically, we'd have and to vacations, too. I couldn't be out of town too much. I couldn't miss too much service. You had to plan your vacation, so you didn't miss. I two Sundays in a I, row. I went or to Italy like for that. two weeks after my college graduation. And I remember I asked your grandfather. Which is dumb. You should have just done it. If it was okay. Which, no, I, well, I ended up going. But, like, I was like, oh, I feel like two weeks is a lot. I probably would have gone for three weeks, to be honest. Should have done But it. I was like, oh, we're going to miss too much service. And that was the, our mindset. Mm -hmm. So See, you were a good boy. Uh, no, of course I was. Um, so, you know, that's – it's basically eat, sleep. And eat, sleep, live God 24-7, mm -hmm. which loving God is, is – is, is can be great and being a christian fantastic mm -hmm. but when it can like when any i would when say when it consumes you when anything when anything because it's not just this when anything consumes anything, you to the point yeah. where like work you're just whatever it may be uh, it, it, it's to an extreme and yeah. extremes in any yeah. regard are so unhealthy yeah and even people a person you, it's not healthy yeah and it takes away like on especially on sundays like there's no time look we we were kids and young adults who, you know, as a, in my 20s, it was just me living my own. Mm -hmm. So it was fine. But if I was married and I had kids, I would be exhausted. <laughs> and I feel so bad for those people because really Saturday is the only time they have. If you're working a 9 to 5 and you have kids, the only time you have to do anything in your house is on a Saturday. Yep. Because on Sunday, it was church, 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 church. You took a little nap, church. Like there was no time for you. No. And that's why it's so hard to leave because you have no time to breathe and no space to breathe. And then you don't invest in other relationships or other people. So you don't have time to. So this becomes your family, your world, your your everything. There's no your time. Identity. There's no time to put. There's no significant amount of time mm -mm. that you can put into anything else outside of work and church. Anything or anyone. It's, yeah. So and, and some something that helped me towards the end, I started actually making a way to do that mm -hmm. was. Um, so Monday through Friday, work, work, work. Obviously, Wednesday night, go straight from work to church. Then get home really late, shower, um, and go to bed super late, exhausted the next day. And, and that Monday, by the way, going back, that m the Monday after a choir practice Sunday, mm -hmm. like that jam-packed day, was so hard to wake up to. So exhausting in the morning. Just feeling like I got hit by a truck. Well, that's how every Wednesday was, right? We oh, and then, yeah, being exhausted from work and then going to translate on Wednesday was just dra brain draining. Yeah. I, I can't believe. Sitting in a pew. You're just sitting in the pews on a Wednesday. Yeah. And then like being done till 9, 9.15, 9.30. Yeah. You don't get home till 10. I'm like, yeah. which being being awake until 11 is one thing when you're just in bed. Right. Relaxed. That's what they don't understand. But being on the move and having to be dressed up and going exactly. home and taking a shower. Like exactly. That's, a whole that's not thing. unwinding. You're not, a, yeah. You're not going to just hit the bed and, uh, and then go to sleep. Exactly. Another, you, you have to still then unwind further. It's horrible. It's so unhealthy. Um, But back to the end of the week. So, so f all that, same as Anthony on Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then Friday. Friday night, I would sometimes go out. I would sometimes mm -hmm. be like, oh, so I'm going to an event, a local show or whatever. I'll be back home. So really when you're late. older. This is when I'm much, much older. Um, I'll be back home really late or, you know, or even before that, just hang out with somebody from church on a Friday night. Yeah. You know, somebody's house. Um, Saturday, I would have to still be back home in time to wake up on Saturday because in my house, we had to get up early on Saturday to clean. And yeah. I don't mean early, early. I mean early for Brittany because Brittany likes nine hours of sleep if possible. And after a week like that, mm -hmm. it would be nice if I could sleep in one day in the entire no. week. No, because cleaning was part of the whole excellence Cleaning thing. was essential. So it, cleanliness is next to godliness. Clen so Cleanliness. That's what I said. You cleanliness. Say, oh, it sounded like you say cleanness. No, cleanliness is next to godliness. So <laughs> we'll listen to that uh, when we when we, we will back. play it back. On okay. The on the playback, I think you say cleanliness. Okay. I'll call it out. All right, go ahead. That's fine. I've always said cleanliness. Anyway, so cleaning, then um, cooking, mm -hmm. uh, cooking because Saturdays usually were like a big homemade meal. 
and then family usually came over because it's never enough time with the family i would be so overwhelmed i hate being around people that much even my own family <laughs> and people wonder why i'm irritable or why i was irritable yeah I, I love my space. <laughs> I could not do that. Listen, my could dad. Never be alone. My, my my whole dad's family. We live. We all live within a few miles of each other. Mm-hmm. We see each other a couple times a year because that's, that's how, just because that's, that's how, how we function. That's how we function. Like that's we fine. love each other. As long as you're happy, you know you're there for each other Eggs. when it counts. That's what matters. Exactly. But if I had to see people every single day, I would go insane. So and vacation together too. Anyway. Oh yeah, they go vacation. <laughs> So, um, so Saturday night, watch a movie together, all of us. Mm. So I would love like some Saturdays. Oh, there's a show on a Saturday. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to hurry up clean and then just like, you know, get myself ready and go out to the show. Yeah. And like, I couldn't do that too much. Cause then I'd start being like questioned and like, we missed you. And why aren't you with the family more and blah, blah, blah. So I had to like kind of measure that, you know? Like juggle that a little bit the Saturdays and then Sunday. Of course, I had to go to bed early on Saturday because then Sunday we repeat the cycle. So so everything was, was very surveilled. Yeah, and it, it you're insulated. They keep the church was insulated, and then within your family it was even more that insulated furthest, because you yeah. got to keep the power circle tight, right? You got to keep everyone within that I circle. I see it so much now. Obedience, like clearly, and you got to make sure that it's a tactic. It is. It's like damn. It's like a. What is it? You, it's like the uh, you, like We're the, the Sopranos. Yeah, you're like you're, yeah, <laughs> it, you are. And then it went to black. <laughs> exactly. And on that note, this has been the Cold Podcast. We'll see you next week.